When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for smart, successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And today I'll be joined by a guest to give you an inside look at the work I do with my clients. This is your opportunity to learn through someone else's experience. They may even ask a question you have or one you haven't even thought of yet. So keep an open mind, open heart, and let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to episode number 316 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm super excited to be back in your earbuds again this week. And this is the last Thursday of the month, but we got a little off schedule with my three-part series on how to navigate the early stages of dating someone new. So I'm releasing a coaching episode this week, which if you are familiar with my schedule, it's a little bit off, but not a big deal. And next month in July, we'll be back on regular schedule. If you are a new or new-ish listener, then just so you know, every Thursday, I release a new episode on the podcast. The first and third episodes of the month are coaching episodes where I bring a community member or a client onto the show and coach them through a question or a situation they're in. The second Thursday of the month is a solo episode. The fourth Thursday, I usually have a guest expert on on like adjacent topic to your love life. And if there is a fifth Thursday of the month, then it can be anything. It's usually a grab bag episode. So this was a five Thursday month. And so I just kind of switched the schedule up a little bit so I could do my three-part series on embodied dating and how to navigate the early stages of dating someone new, which I loved putting together. And I've been getting a lot of great feedback from you all. So I'm really glad to hear that you loved it as well. And the three-part series led into my new class called Embodied Dating. And today when this episode is released is actually the last day of that class. So I'm not entirely sure you know, how everything will, will end because 
you know, <laughs> that last class hasn't happened yet, but it's been so fun so far to have Embodied Dating put together. Um, if you are listening to the three-part series and you missed out on my class, Embodied Dating, not to worry. Um, you can still go to veronicagrant.com forward slash Embodied Dating. So that's two Ds, Embodied Dating. And depending on what I'm doing next, you know, all the information that you need will be there. One of two things will likely happen. Either one, I will do the embodied dating class again, and there'll be more dates. And then I will have those dates there on the page and you can sign up for the wait list. Or I'm going to create another iteration of embodied dating where it's just going to be, you know, there's there's a lot that I could talk about when it comes to embodied dating, a lot more than I can cover in the class that I'm teaching this week. So I might expand it into a larger experience And if that's the case, then that information will be there on the page and you can sign up for the wait list there as well. So either way, if you're interested in embodied dating or if you're like, what the hell is embodied dating, but it sounds kind of interesting, then I will make sure that also the three-part series is linked up on that page so you can get all the information that you need. So again, the link is veronicagrant.com forward slash embodied dating. Okay, so today on the show, I have Michelle And she is going through a very difficult breakup. She was dating this person for four years and the relationship ended two months ago. So she's still very much in what I call the acute stage of a breakup where there's just lots of sadness and lots of grief and pain and confusion and anger and all of the things. And unfortunately, there's not really a lot to do in that stage of a breakup. So if you are going through that right now or have been through it, please know that there's really not a shortcut. You can try to distract yourself. You can try to start dating again. You can try to just watch a bunch of Netflix or drink wine or whatever. But at some point or another, all of those feelings are probably going to come back up. And if you don't work through those feelings, they can often actually create some limiting beliefs, fear-based actions, patterns, and whatnot that you may not want to find yourself in in the future. So that's all I'm going to hint at right now. I want to get into my conversation with Michelle, and then make sure you listen to the end because I'm going to talk a, a little bit more about the two stages of getting over a breakup and how to navigate each stage and what to do to set yourself up for the most success moving forward. All right, without further ado, let's get to my conversation with Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the show. What's going on? How can I help? So I have just, well, haven't just broken up. It's been about two months now. Um, Just broken up with my partner um, of four years. And we broke up because I don't want children and he does. Okay. Um. Yeah. So what's 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 going on? Like you are having trouble letting go of the person or getting over it? What's just yeah, really, really struggling with I guess the decision. I feel that I want him back. I feel I'm like scrabbling around trying to fix it. I feel lost, shocked, confused. Yeah, all the emotions. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen. You were with him for four years, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's been two months. So you're still very much in the acute stage, right? Of of getting over an ex. Getting over an ex usually requires two parts. There's there's getting over the actual person and the relationship. And there's 
not a lot to do there other than feel your feelings without resistance or judgment or blame or anything like that, uh, which, you know, can be easy to feel your feelings, but then hard to do it without judgment and, oh, I shouldn't feel this and you get over it or that kind of stuff, which you can talk about. And then the second part is getting over the relationship, meaning like what you made the relationship mean. And this is the part that some people can get stuck on for months, if not years, because the relationship, you know, it made like, maybe that relationship made them feel good enough or chosen or whatever. And if all of those worthiness feelings were wrapped up in that relationship and that relationship has gone, that can be a wound that really never gets healed until you address the root of it. So based on, on that, talk to me a little bit about where you are in terms of like the acute stage and then the more long-term, like looking at the bigger picture and what the relationship was so the acute stage was the the feelings right now yeah mm-hmm. um I was suffering a lot of anxiety panic attacks feelings of just feel lost alone like hopeless uh yeah that's, so what, that's... what were you making the relationship mean or what did you make the relationship mean what do you mean like you know, you said you're feeling lost and hopeless. Mm. So when you were in the relationship, what did that relationship provide to you? Security. Yeah, security. He said, you know, he, you know, was all is very, very adamant. You know, I'll always fight for you. I'll always fight for us. I love you. I'm never going to leave you. And he said that like throughout the relationship. So I believed him. And didn't expect him to to leave, so that's why it was such mm-hmm. a shock, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it just knocked me completely. Yeah. And how long did that did the you know from when everything was good to when like oh this is we are on two different paths? How long was that time period? With regards to the children mm-hmm. aspect of it, um, we were having problems like the, la- the past year anyway. Um, okay. But they were things that I believe that, you know, if we'd have gone to some couples counselling, we could have worked through. But with regards to the children, um, I was very honest in the beginning, as I said. So he knew from the beginning my feelings on it. And it kind of got brought up every now and again. And then we kind of got to a point about two years in where he mentioned it again and I said look like you need to stop bringing this up because I don't think it's going to happen you know never say never but the way I'm feeling like I don't think I want to have children I was like and if this is something that you're that you want then we're going to have to end the relationship because I can't go another two years down the line and then you turn around and tell me you want children Mm -hmm. um so I was trying to protect myself Right. So did he tell you then that he was okay not having kids or was he not sure? No, he told me he was fine. He was like, I don't, okay, I don't need children. You are everything I need. You're my family. Family to me is when I love somebody more than myself. So again, I had no reason. He told me that that was okay. I gave him the opportunity Mm -hmm. to make that decision. He didn't make the decision. Well, he made the decision. And then, yeah. Okay. Tell me a little bit about, you said the last year you're having some problems in Mm. the relationship. So, Mm -hmm. 
you know, you don't have to like divulge everything, but what were the nature of some of those issues? What was going on? I had a real trouble in believing what he said. He was um, a very much words, no action kind of person. So I would maybe, I was also feeling quite disconnected from the relationship as well. His job had started back up. He was going away on tour. So I was finding it quite difficult. I wanted to spend quality time with him and I was feeling less and less of an importance to him. And that had a real impact on on our relationship. And when I would talk to him about it and say to him, you know, this is how I'm feeling. Can we maybe look at how to make things, how to improve things? He was like, he, he would agree and be like, yep, yep, yep. And things would be okay for, a few, you know, a few days. And then it would kind of just go back to, to how it was. So I found myself not really relying on his word and not, and he kind of lost a bit of integrity. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, physically we hadn't been physical for a long time as well. So there's a lot of disconnect there. Yeah. Okay. And is this something you've experienced in previous relationships, whether they were as long or not? With regards to disconnect? Yeah. Or just not getting your needs met or like. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so does this pattern remind you of anything? Like remind you of a dynamic you had with one or both of your parents growing up or the dynamic they had with each other or anything like that? I don't know. Uh, maybe the dynamic between my mum and dad, potentially. My dad's quite a difficult person to be around. And he's also, you know, rules the house with an iron fist kind of thing. And my mum's very much like, you know, under the thumb sort of thing. But mm-hmm. she's also not particularly motherly and warm so there's a very it's an odd dynamic it's quite it, yeah it was quite a quite a difficult and quite a volatile place to grow up in okay um so I always kind of vowed that I didn't want to be in a relationship like that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay so let's do this go ahead and close your eyes for me okay so when you think about your um, let's see, there's one of two ways we can go about this. So I'll, I'll offer both and see what helps you connect more. So either one, I want you to, when you think about your childhood and your dad, you know, kind of running the household with an iron fist and your mom not being super motherly. So that's the first thing that you can think of and how old or what comes to mind when you feel into that dynamic of your childhood or when you think about your dynamic, especially when things weren't so great with your ex, how old do you feel? How old? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can use either one of those things, but basically what I want you to do is I want you to go back to your, some version of your inner child that feels like her emotional needs aren't getting met. And so there's, I'm just offering a couple ways to go, to go back. You can either just recall whatever time comes up or if the dynamic with your ex reminds you of a certain situation, you can go back to that age or time or memory. So let me know when you have something coming up and if you're struggling, then you can let me know that too. I can't think of a specific age, but 
I guess I'm looking at myself around sort of, you know, 11, 12, okay. that kind of, that kind of age. Okay. Um, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So you said 11 or 12 years old. So let's, um, let's go back and close your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this isn't easy. This is, I mean, straight up weird, especially if you're newer to this kind of work, but I want you to bring your 11 or 12 year old self up in your mind's eye for whatever reason, that is the version of you, the age of you that came up. And so that's what we're going to work with. So when you see your 11 or 12 year old self in your mind's eye, where, where is she? Is she in her room? Is she at school? Is she in the yard? Is she somewhere else? She's at school. Okay. And what's, what's going on for her? What feels good in her life? And then what also feels either hard or scary even? Not a lot feels good. Okay. So what's, what's School's going- hard. Okay. Friendships with other people is really hard. Yeah. I used to have a group of friends that, you know, they, like every week it was someone ended up kind of getting felt left out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really difficult. So you didn't really know where you were. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had the same situation at home in that I never really knew how, what I was walking in on, whether it was going to be calm or whether something was going to kick off or it always felt, everything felt tense, I suppose. Yeah. And so I I know there's some emotion coming up. Um, where do you feel it in your body right now? I feel I've got like pins and needles down my arms mm-hmm. here. And I feel, yeah, like on my chest as well. Yeah. And on a scale of one to 10, how intense is, are the emotions and the feelings right now? About a five. Okay. So we're just going to sit with that for a moment. I know it's not comfortable to feel uncomfortable emotions, but we're just going to sit with it and breathe. We're not trying to make them wrong. We're not trying to make them go away. Mm -hmm. They just are what they are and we're sitting with it. So just breathe. And you might notice the, the emotions may intense, but more than likely they're probably going to get less intense as you allow them to just be there. Good. Keep breathing. And then I want your adult self to step into this memory with your, or this vision really with your inner child. So your 11 or 12 year old self. Yeah. What does your 11 or 12 year old self need? Stability. Mm -hmm. And affection, I guess. Yeah. Security. Yeah. To not feel on edge all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want you to imagine your adult self being there with your inner child self and just being the adult that she needed. So being that source of comfort, stability, security, love. Not talking to her right now or saying anything out loud or just being that that force so you can imagine it 
like embracing, giving her a hug, sitting next to her, holding her hand, just being there with her. Just notice what it feels like to give yourself this sense of, again, stability, security, love, affection. A couple more breaths. Okay. And then let's go ahead and come back so you can open your eyes. You can let this vision go. All right. So before I say anything, do you have any new realizations, insights, anything coming up for you? If if yeah. not, that's totally fine. Cause you might be like, I don't know what all this means. I can tell you, but I'm just no. want to know where your awareness is. I guess my ex was definitely someone that I looked for for stability yeah. and love and nurturing and yeah. 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 So you're at a spot where it's a little tricky because it would be completely reasonable to still be in the very acute stages of a breakup, you know, when you're two months out from a four-year relationship, right? There's no like exact timeline or rule of how long an acute stage of getting over an ex lasts. It it lasts as long as it lasts. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you're still definitely in that stage. So I would definitely expect some pretty strong emotion. Mm -hmm. So I think that is all true. And what I also think is true is that this relationship was playing into that inner child wounding where you need, I mean, you literally said at the beginning, when I asked you, well, what did this relationship mean? You said the word security. And then when we were doing the inner child work, you used that exact same word again. Mm. And so what that tells me is that this person or this relationship specifically created that sense of security and stability and love right mm-hmm. now to be fair and to be honest like of course the relationship should provide those things right like that's yeah. part of the point of being in a relationship yeah. however it's very clear to me that this relationship was and i would say the relationship not even the person based on what you shared with me for the last year of the relationship but mm-hmm. this relationship became your at least if not the only a large majority of the way in which you got love, safety, and security in in your life. And so then when that was ripped out of you, that's why it feels like extra charged, extra hard, because it's not just the acute stages of a breakup, which are always going to suck and there's no way around it, but it's also like that wound getting opened up, reopened really of, I don't have that sense of security and stability and love that I need. And want, mm. but but really need because you're a human and these things are things that humans need, right? Mm-hmm. So your next steps are kind of twofold. One, this is not like the most sexy thing in the world, but like you just kind of got to let the feelings do their thing. Mm. Or you try to resist or suppress, like, oh, I just want to be over. I don't want to feel this anymore. I don't want to give any more time to it or the why or the whatever. All of these kinds of ways that we can relate to our feelings are just going to recycle or recycle the feelings. And that's, you know, so we like push them down and they're going to come up. We push them down. They're going to come up. Right. Mm. Um, so you just got to let them do their thing, which I know again, is not the most comfortable thing in the world, but the other piece of this is some of the inner child work because this relationship was fulfilling a very specific wound and need that you had. And it was, it was so specific that even when he wasn't even really showing up for you and the way that 
you needed him, you still stayed in the relationship. You, whether it was like giving him the benefit of the doubt or just waiting for those times when it was really good and you were connecting or whatever. But there was this 11 or 12 year old version of you inside that was like, but I need, this is where I can get it. I need to get this love. I need to get this safety. I need to get this whatever. And so the inner child work will help. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Do two things. One, it will help you move past what the relationship meant to you because you'll be able to source some of that love, safety, and belonging from within rather than needing to get it from a partner. And it'll also help you prevent this kind of relationship in the future because you'll be able to source some of that love, safety, and belonging from within. And so that when someone's not stepping up to the plate of what you need from a partner and in a relationship, you can be like, yeah, this isn't going to work for me because you don't need them to feel Mm. that love, safety, or belonging. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. What's coming up or what's, what are your questions or thoughts or anything? I think, yeah, I, for the past sort of year, year and a half, I've definitely been, you know, hanging on in the hope that things would improve. Yeah. Because like you say, you know, because he was a good guy, he was a nice guy. So I was like, you know, he's nice. Surely we can, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it was nice to meet somebody nice. And yeah, you know, a lot kind of and, and you know, kind and genuine and caring. But then I feel about how I felt in it, and then I'm like, but I didn't feel cared for, or yeah, or like someone was being kind to me. You know, even though it was kind on the surface. Do you see what I mean? I guess oh yeah, was, yeah. I mean, a lot yeah. of people can be very charismatic. And also be someone that you would never want to be in a relationship with. So I mm. call this the, um, I know you're not American, but I call this the Bill Clinton effect. <laughs> okay. Bill Clinton is very charismatic. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's yeah. a reason why he became president and also somehow miraculously recovered from the Monica Lewinsky thing. But like, yeah, he's very, very charismatic. But when you think about it, like, would you want to be in a relationship with him? No, probably not. <laughs> so I don't think he was kept like, I don't think my ex was charismatic. I just think he was. Well, I mean, it's the same thing. You could, you could put yeah. in, like, you could put in whatever, another, I suppose. Yeah. Like kind or whatever, um, mm. or you know, whatever word you would, would use. But I think the, the same is true just because someone is kind, mm. um, 
and genuine, they can be kind and genuine in other parts of their life, but then also just not be able to show up in the way that they need to show up for a romantic relationship. Because remember, you're playing out your inner child wounding, right? Like part of what makes you want to try to make it work is you trying to like you, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you had a very similar kind of dynamic with either your mom or dad, or you witnessed that with your, like with your mom trying to get under your dad's good graces or get his attention or whatever, because just trying to like make it work or get back to how it was or whatever is really like your 11 year old self. Like, please just give me the attention so I can feel okay. So I can feel good enough. So I can feel grounded or whatever, you know, whatever it was you have to remember that he's also playing out his own inner child wounding. And that doesn't make him a bad person. It doesn't make him, you know, it doesn't make him anything. It just except that he's human and he has his own inner child stuff. And as we all do, and, um, you know, I believe that he's kind and, and genuine, but that doesn't make him available for the relationship you want, or even someone that you would want to be in a relationship with right now, because it seems like he's not really able to hold up his, you know, end of the bargain, so to speak. Mm. And then I guess the final thing was obviously the the kids thing. And that was, I mean, there was no going back from that. Yeah. I mean, obviously like, you know, I, I do think that there's a lot of ways in relationships to have creative problem solving, I guess you could say, but like kids is one of those things where it's like either have kids or you don't like, you can't have half a kid. You can't have a kid part-time for the most part. So like, so yeah, I mean, obviously that's a deal breaker. I wouldn't be surprised if that was just a reason that he grabbed onto. I mean, who, who really knows? I don't know. Mm. And we don't really have to know because even, even if I did ask him that, I mean, even, and the thing is like, even if you could get an answer from him and this is like mm. the, the myth of closure, right? Like we, you'll never actually be able to get closure because even if you were to able, even if you were able to get all of the answers to all your questions, remember he has his own inner child when he has his own experience, he has his own viewpoint and that's not your experience. That's not your inner child wounding or your viewpoint. And so his logic or his reasoning or whatever probably isn't going to make any sense to you. You know, and so the closure is is really, um, I believe, more ego based. Um, not like ego as in like you have a big ego, but just like it's the ego, right? Yeah, yeah. Like we we yeah. want to know, like we want to know the end of the story. This is why we watch movies and watch TV shows and read books and all that kind of stuff. We want to we like stories and we have to know the ending. And so therefore, we will watch like season seven of something, even when it's terrible. We just want to know how it ends, <laughs> right? Mm. So the mm-hmm. same thing is true in relationships and closure. However, it doesn't really work like that. I do think you can get more like soul-based closure, right? And and that doesn't involve him at all. You don't need to have a conversation with him at all. It involves really just you being like, okay, like, okay what did this relationship wake up in me? what did this person or relationship reveal to me that I need to heal so that, that I can be a more full expressed version of myself or so that I can be more available and ready for the relationship that I really want or meant to be in, or however you want to exactly frame it or, or phrase it. So to me, it's clear that this person is just bringing up a wound around feeling security and safety, and it's bringing up a need for you to be able to draw from that within so that a relationship coming into your life can add to it rather than be the source of it. Right. Mm. And so from that perspective, he was certainly a soulmate for the moments in time that you were together. And 
months from now, years from now, however long it takes, ideally the goal is to look back at that relationship and be like, I can see exactly how it was all playing out. I'm not saying you have to have gratitude for it because sometimes that can feel a little forced and I never want to force gratitude (laughs) on anyone, but you can at least be like, ah, okay. Yeah. I can see how that led me to this, which led me to that, which led me to where I am now. Mm but you're not quite there yet. So don't pressure yourself right now. You're really just Mm. still, like I said, in the acute stages. So you need to feel whatever feelings are coming up. And then I would begin some of that inner child work so that you can begin to heal some of those wounds, source some of that security and belonging and love and all that kind of stuff from within. Mm -hmm. um, So that this will help get over the relationship, right? Mm. So once you're beyond the acute stage and it'll help for future relationships. So you don't feel or so you, that relationship doesn't just become, you know, another security blanket, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. All right. Is this helpful? Yeah, it's been really interesting. Okay, good. If you like what you hear in these kinds of episodes, imagine what we could do if it was just you and me working together over many months. Listen, I know what it's like to feel stuck and hopeless in your love life. I remember throwing everything in my love life in the hopes that something will stick and I'd finally catch a break. It wasn't until I stopped changing up my profile for the millionth time or telling myself that next time will be different from the millionth time that things actually start to shift for me. In order to find deep love, you've got to do the deep work. And through my own experience of crappy dating, helping hundreds of women before you and my expertise in inner child work, I can help you make the inner shifts you need to get the outer shifts you want. When you work with me, we dig into your past relationships, your childhood, and deep-rooted beliefs so we can unravel your relationship patterns and get you into the deep love you want to be in. It doesn't matter if you've done this kind of work for years and haven't figured it out yet, or you're newer in the personal growth space. What matters is that you're done with being where you are now and you're ready to invest time, money, and energy into dramatically up-leveling your love life. If that sounds like what you want, I invite you to set up an introductory coaching call with me so we can see if one-on-one coaching is right for you. I've got limited spots available, so please don't put this off if this is something that you want this year. Head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching to schedule your call. That's veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. Talk soon. And in the meantime, let's get back to the episode. Thank you so much, Michelle, for coming on to the show. I really appreciate your courage and your vulnerability. I know you were nervous before we started recording, and I'm just so grateful for you. All right. If you would like to come on to the show, then I am recording some episodes in July. So head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast and scroll to the bottom, click the link there that will take you to a Google form. And depending on exactly when you fill that form out, it'll either take you to my calendar to schedule your call, or my assistant Jess will reach out to you when it's time to schedule. Even if you're listening to this way out in the future, you can still go there if you want to be coached, because I'm always doing these calls. So again, if there's not any available time right then, then my assistant Jess will reach out to you when there is. But filling out that form will get you on the wait list. All right. So I want to talk about getting over an X in the two phases that I talk about that with Michelle. And I want to dive a little bit deeper into each of those two phases. But first, I just want to mention this saying that's out there that I just think has absolutely no basis in truth, or I should say a little basis in truth. And that is time heals all wounds. I think for the acute stage, there is truth to that, but not completely. We'll talk about that in a second. But for the long-term stage of getting over an ex, there is no truth to that whatsoever. 
time does not heal all wounds. And in fact, I would say time probably festers all wounds. If you don't address the issue that the relationship or the breakup brought up, then you are almost certainly going to repeat it in some way in the future. Time passing will not heal that. That's why you can be in your 30s or your 40s or your 50s or your 60s and still have relationships from your 20s or 30s or things from childhood still greatly emotionally affect you. And that's because time doesn't heal all wounds. Okay, so when you're in the acute stage of a breakup, just as I mentioned to Michelle, unfortunately, there's just really not a lot to do other than feel your feelings. Now, I do think there are some mistakes that people make in this stage. So let me just go over those three mistakes. Uh, The first mistake that I notice a lot of people make is, well, I don't want to waste any more time or energy or emotion on this person or this relationship. And so they just put their feelings or do their best to put their feelings off to the side because God forbid they waste more time on that relationship. And I totally understand the sentiment. I mean, I really understand the sentiment. The problem with that is that you're really only hurting yourself in the long term. You spending time to mourn or grieve or be angry or be whatever in no way like, you know, proves anything to the other person, even though it might feel like that for a moment. It really just ends up hurting you. The second mistake that I notice a lot of people making is distracting themselves. And I'll even hear that line a lot like, well, you know, I'm trying to distract myself. I'm trying to keep myself busy. And it's not that you just want to sit at home and have a pity party. But at the same time, distracting yourself from feeling whatever you're feeling probably isn't the greatest idea ever either. Because it probably will work for a little bit, right? Like you can distract yourself through Netflix or dating someone else or I don't know, going out with friends or doing whatever. And again, it might be fun. It might be a distraction. However, at some point, more than likely, those feelings are going to get re-triggered and come right back up. And when they come right back up in a triggered state like that, they're probably going to be far more intense than if you had just felt them on your own terms. And then the final mistake that I notice a lot of women make in this stage is judging yourself for feeling how you feel. So you might be feeling sad, but also at the same time, you might be thinking to yourself, well, this person was a jerk. I know it wasn't the right fit or he was like this or she was like that or whatever, right? And so when you judge yourself for feeling however you're feeling, then you're really just squashing down your emotions in some way. And you're not really allowing them to do their work, which is just work through you and get out. And at some point, just like how distracting yourself when you judge yourself for feeling however you might feel, then at some point, those feelings are going to regurgitate, come back up. And again, probably be be a lot more intense than if you had just felt through them with no judgment, all the compassion in the world. And then finally, and the reason why time doesn't heal all wounds is completely true in this stage either, is if you don't work through your feelings, they'll usually come up as blocks later on. So either A, they can just get re-triggered in the future over and over again, or they can come up as blocks. So what I mean by that is if you use Michelle's example, she has a core wound around needing to feel safe and secure. If she didn't allow herself to feel whatever she was feeling being in the acute stage of her breakup, I mean, there's a million ways that it could potentially manifest as a future block. So I'm not going to say, well, this is what would happen. But a potential is it would erode her ability to trust, right? Because maybe it would just be the final nail in the coffin. And she'd just be like, I cannot trust people. I cannot trust their intentions. I can't trust their words. I can't trust what they tell me or whatever. And so that can create some barriers and walls for the next potential relationship. 
right? I'm not saying those walls or barriers wouldn't be there had she just allowed herself to feel or if she allows herself to feel fully all of her feelings in the acute stage, but she's certainly setting herself up to be more likely to, you know, set up those walls and not be able to trust in the future, et cetera, if she doesn't work through the emotions as they come up. So there aren't really a lot of shortcuts in the acute stage. You do just kind of have to feel them. The emotions will subside. You'll notice one exercise I did with Michelle very briefly was I just had her name where she's feeling all of the feelings in her body, how intensely she's feeling it, and just to sit with it, not making it right or wrong, good or bad, or trying to make it go away, just sitting with it. And usually the feelings will subside a little bit. A lot of times we're just scared to feel because we're afraid they're going to be overwhelming. And it might feel like a lot, but usually what's way more overwhelming is trying to resist the feelings. Now, if there ever was a shortcut to the acute stage, then it's doing the long-term work. So the next piece of what I talked about with Michelle was, okay, what was this relationship bumping up against? What did you make the relationship mean, right? So she had her safety and security wrapped up in this person. And so it's no wonder now that person not being in her life, or at least not in her life as a partner, she feels hopeless and she feels lost and she just feels completely discombobulated. None of this is really surprising based on what her inner child wounding revealed, right? And so the only thing that will really make the acute stage go faster for her is if she does some of the inner child work right now, because that will help her to feel that love, safety, and belonging from within so that she's less telling herself the story or buying into the story that she needs to get it from this person. The more she's able to source it from within, the less she'll need it from the other person. And then that will help subside some of the grief, some of the pain, some of the anger or anything else she's feeling. It's not going to make it all go away because again, she's human and there is a rejection involved and the end of a relationship, and even in the best of circumstances, even in a, you know, conscious uncoupling process, there's probably a lot of emotion involved, right? Like, again, there's no way around it. And that's why I say, like, it kind of is a shortcut to do some inner child work through the acute stage. But again, it's not meant to make the pain go away. That's just, you know, not really the goal, nor is it even really possible. So Michelle's work is twofold. Yes, she's still very much in the acute stage. So she's just got to write out her feelings and feel them. And when they're done, they'll be released and she'll probably feel a lot better. The timeline for that is, you know, I don't, I don't really know. You know, she's been with this person for four years, so she's probably got some, some time. And the second piece is a little bit of a larger question, right? Because it's about what did you make the relationship mean? or what emotional security blanket essentially was that relationship providing for you. And then this really gets us into inner child work. And so if you can relate to this, if you feel like you have some past relationships that maybe you're beyond the acute stage, and you know, you don't want to get back together with the person, or you know, logically that this person wasn't the right fit for you, but you still feel connected to it in some way, like you still feel a lot of anger, or you're bringing some fear from that relationship to a current relationship or to current dating, then it just means that there's some deeper things that that relationship was bumping up against. And if you've never done inner child work, or you're newer to inner child work, it can feel a little daunting, right? And I understand, you know, with Michelle's like, all right, just connect with the inner child and do inner child work that can feel like, uh, okay, great. (laughs) That feels like a lot. And the truth is, is that it can be a lot to hold. 
So if you're ready to do the deeper dive and really figure out what this relationship was or is bumping up against so that you can really unhook yourself from this person, even though I know logically, you know, it's not the right fit, but you know that there are other ways in which this relationship or past relationship is affecting you and you want to avoid repeating the pattern in the future, then I would love to work with you. This is my sweet spot because we've got to go into the inner child work when we do this because it's bumping up against something around inner child wounding. And it's really hard and a lot to hold that space for yourself and to navigate yourself through that space, especially if you're new or new-ish to this kind of work, because you may not know the questions to ask yourself. You may not really hear some of the things that you say and some of the things that you say or believe might actually be a limiting belief and not, you know, rooted in reality or actual truth. So, If you are interested in doing this kind of work together, I would love to connect with you. The next step for you to take would be to go to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching, and there is a form to fill out. You'll fill out that form, and then that will forward you to my calendar where you can schedule your introductory call. And this introductory call is a no obligation call where we just get to know each other, and you can make the best determination as to whether or not working together is the next right step. My goal is that by the end of our call together, you will have an intuitive yes or no, and then you can take necessary action from there. So I'm recording this episode a few weeks out because I took a vacation with my family. So I'm not exactly sure what my client load is looking like. But at the time that I'm recording this, I'm pretty full. So even if you're thinking about working together, but maybe you're like thinking a couple months down the road, I would still encourage you to go ahead and get the ball rolling on that because it might actually end up being that long from when you decide to want to work with me and when you can actually get onto my calendar with your first session, which is your relationship deep dive. Um, There might be some space just depending on how full my calendar is. So again, veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching is your next step if you would like to work together. And that's all I've got for you. I will be back next week with another coaching episode. Again, we are a little off schedule this month in June, but we're getting back on schedule in July. So we'll start off with a coaching episode and be on our regular program. And until then, if you've got it all but love, you're ready to up-level your love life and the work we did in this episode resonates, I want you to strongly consider working with me one-on-one. You'll never hear me say, you just got to get out there more or you got to love yourself more. Working together is your opportunity for me to guide you in doing the deep work so you can transform your love life from the inside out. I actually don't care what app you're on or what your texting game is like or how many dates a month you go on. I care about doing the deep work so you can attract a deep love. I meet you right where you are, hold your hand and hold you accountable throughout the process. So if you're looping or feeling stuck in your patterns and can psychoanalyze yourself to death, I can get you to where you want to go. If you're serious about finding love in the next 12 months and are ready to invest time and money into yourself, I invite you to set up an introductory coaching call with me so we can explore if working together is the next right step for you. You can learn more and schedule your consult at veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. That's veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. If you're looking for links or resources mentioned in the show, you can find them in the show notes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And if you love this episode, please subscribe and rate and review wherever you listen. It really helps me to grow the show. Thank you so much in advance. 
And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of the Love Life Connection podcast. And until then, sending you lots of love. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.